in a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How, how can you judge on a video nasty? Oh, have you never seen one? I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. Hello there and welcome to the Video Nasties podcast. My name's Christopher Brown. I'm just going to stick my neck out and say that Cannibal Terror wasn't directed by Jess Franco. If you go to the Wikipedia page, you'll see a, a kind of veiled list of the reasons why it is. It's like a conspiracy not gone wild, drawn really strange conclusions, or at least from its way to a plenty of assumptions anyway. Cannibal Terror does bear some similarities between it and Franco's Mondo Cannibal. And I've no doubt that claims of Franco given the script to once over are true. There are Franco regulars too, and elements that look similar. But I think we can look toward legendary production company Euroscene for that. <laughs> kind-hearted prostitute, two small-time hoodlums, they meet in a bar and plan a kidnapping. What they want is money, and it could have been an everyday story if it weren't for Cannibal Terror. Fear. Horror. Another. 
imagine the horrifying wait for them all, more horrible than anything you can imagine, so cruel you can hardly bear it. Cannibal terror. You will never forget it. This film is about a, a, a kidnapping of a child that becomes a, a cannibalistic nightmare when three uh, criminals uh, take the daughter of a wealthy tycoon, almost by accident, and attempt to hide out in the jungle, teeming with uh, savages who, uh, who want to eat their flesh. The, you know, the, uh, it's a classic kind of story of uh, criminals commit a crime and then enter somewhere that's even more lawless than they are. Problem, the situation isn't helped by the fact a friend's wife is raped by one man and revenge is, is carried out by tying him to a tree and leaving him to the cannibals. She then uh, manages to notify the, uh, the kidnapped girl's parents of their daughter's whereabouts creating a, an opportunity for the for them to save the day and for the criminals to have to flee into the jungle. There's rape, murder, sex, gut munching and revenge. Unfortunately the film is also quite inept in its delivery. There are poor special effects, a plodding story, bad dubbing, poor direction. In Mars a fairly uninteresting Euro scene production anyway it is unfortunately quite lazy in his writing for example a character is raped then parties in the evening before exacting revenge later on it's slow to get any cannibalistic or indeed terror involved preferring to spend his time with the rape revenge story which is uh, crushing and it's tedium the fact that the pop the criminal, sorry, the fact that the criminals are pot-bellied white blokes in the jungle, the jungle appears to be a Mediterranean or Pyrenees scrubland, does not aid or help the situation at all, and certainly doesn't make it feel exotic enough. And considering the fact that one of the uh, one of the reasons why you want to watch a cannibal film is for the exotic locations and uh, uh, you know exotic animals. It certainly doesn't help make this feel like a, a worthwhile watch. Hello. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Tonight. Of course we're going to the ferry, darling. I wouldn't miss it. That's fine. You coming back this way? Fine. All right, my love, I'll pick you up. That's right. I'll be over in a minute. Put on foreign for me, will you? Talk to your father. Daddy, say, did you make my little paper doll? I made you something, but it's not a paper doll. You guess. <laughs> no, it's not a boat, darling. You'll have to guess again. It's got two eyes. A mustache. A pink tongue as well. <laughs> and two big pointed ears. No, you're wrong. I think you better try again. <laughs> when you stroke it, it goes... No, no. No, it isn't a zebra. <laughs> it's not a shark. <laughs> it's 
an animal you know well, which sometimes sleeps on your bed. Oh, I know. Cat and meow. It's a cat. Right? Meow. Bravo. You got it. <laughs> My little darling, Mommy and Daddy are going out tonight. Of course we'll come to kiss you. So now you be a good girl. Oh, I know you are. Of course, my darling. You're wonderful. Bye. Yeah. Okay. He made me a cat. That's <laughs> good. Cannibal Terror, or in its original title, Terror Cannibal, which is in French, is a 1981 cannibal film directed by Alan Durell and written by Julio Perez Tabanero and H.L. Rostein. Franco has uh, apparently an uncredited um, co-writer name on the project. It was released at the arse end of the cannibal boom, and unlike its Italian contemporaries, was actually French. It is notable for the fact that it has elements of Mondo Cannibal included in it in terms of footage for padding out. Um, there are some connections between the two films beyond this that... Um, the Mondo Cannibal footage is used to kind of make this film appear to be more set in the jungle than it is. Um, they have uh, some locations. Uh, there's a uh, casting, dubbing actors, but though that will obviously will be Euroscene. Uh, Sabrina Siani of the White Cannibal Queen of uh, Mondo Cannibal is in a very short, small part uh, as an adult in, a bar, in the bar scene. Shots of Dancing Cannibal Tribe in the village are common in both films and several shots appear only in one of one of, or the other. And uh, one actor who plays a, um, a cannibal, a cannibal terror, is in... Uh, is in also in uh, Mondo Cannibal. He has a slightly bigger role in Cannibal Terror, appearing as uh, in three bit parts, two cannibals and a border guard. And the guy who plays the guitar at the safe house also appears in uh, in Mondo Cannibal. I mean, there is so there is small cast parallels that kind of that between the two. But again, this was you know filmed by the same production company at the same time, so I don't think we should be too read too much into that. And of course, but of course, there are bigger elements as well. Olivia Maffot, Antonio Mayans, both starring roles in both films. Pamela Stanford is in um, is has a major role in Cannibal Terror, but uh, a smaller role in uh, in Cannibals, the another of Franco's films. Um, Stanford uh, appeared in uh, a few of, of again of, of Franco's films, but I mean, you know, that, that, that's not uncommon for, for you know, she was a French actress who was um, willing to take her clothes off, so it's not probably not that surprising. Uh, she appeared also in uh, Lawn of the Exorcist as well. Um, the um, 
the Wikipedia says that Franco is said to produce work under the pen name Tabernaro before. Um, I don't know how true that is. Um, I don't. I, I've not seen that before. But uh, you know, somebody who's written the Wikipedia page believes it is anyway. I think part of the reason why there is this kind of it's a Franco film, or at least you know he's had a heavier hand in it than than, than initially thought, um, is because it does sh- kind of share some similarities. But it isn't Franco though. I mean, I know. You know, it'd be nice to kind of turn around and say it is, but I'm pretty sure when 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 we say it, Alan Durrell, it um, it actually is him. Uh, better known uh, for French porno such as um, Orgy's Porn Informant and um, Jailhouse Wardress as well. Films made while Franco was making two quick cannibal movies for Euroscene, so he would have been in the area at the time. And why not make three cannibal movies if two are, are so good? I think that the result of that decision was this film. Taking elements from the movies he was making, it was down to just be a quick and, e- a quick and easy kind of cobbled together job. It you know, desired to actually appeal to the um, the 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 cannibal boom that was brief but very definitely a way of making money at that point. I think unlike the work of Franco though, who even that is kind of bash it out hacky worst was making appealingly bonkers movies this I think struggles with its porno origins it has little uh, narrative thrust it kind of darts between scenes um, there are very few establishing shots mainly I think because of the location which is it really struggles with it doesn't have the um, it doesn't have the gloss and general um Kind of when you say Euro scene film from from you know well, the eighties was kind of coming to its end, but you know a seventies Euro scene film, you have certain images of you know kind of bark and kind of horror, soft core kind of hybrids and stuff like that. And uh, this does this is just a bit uh, this doesn't really kind of achieve those goals. Euro scene is a Fr- uh, French film company founded in nineteen thirty seven and taken over by Marius Lessor. Uh, who's known for it's known for its obviously exploitation films. Among the directors includes obviously Jesse Franco from in the late sixties. It was it kind of like a various kinds of um, you know it did have international names. Don't very much aimed itself to be an international kind of company. So you had Howard Vernon, obviously Lena Romney with um, with with Franco, Rich Harrison, and uh, Mark Hamill appeared in uh, in one of the movies. And, uh, you know, it was in its golden age in the 1960s to the mid-80s. And then it kind of declined. Although it does, it is still actually a, you know, a publishing company for its early work, for uh, obviously for cult film fans. And um, I think it's a good representation of what the French would call their, their version of uh, B-movies, Cinema Beast. And... Um, I think that's because uh, you know it, it, it very much it, you know, it's something that doesn't really exist over there as much as it used to. Certainly in the seventies and eighties, you know, the focus is far on, on, on far more you know either well relatively big budget releases and, and, and the art house, which is obviously still has a very a strong following in France. Whereas um, you know they're not quite as keen on um, 
on this kind of stuff as, as some some of our countries are. So, Cannibal Terror is not a looker, and you know it places quite poor. I mean, at the end, our isolated tribe, which is meant to be in the middle of the jungle somewhere, appears to be close enough to a main road that we can see cars pass. There's occasional stock footage. And there's the, an ambient a soundtrack of the jungle, which appears to be incredibly short, on a, well, and also on a loop, which can kind of slowly become a bit maddening. Should be there somewhere. The visa's expired, sir. You'll have to come with me. Come, honey. Excuse me. The exit visa's expired. I can't let you through. It's impossible. I'm Dennis Doville. Don't you tell me I can't go through. No way. It's impossible. It's impossible. Impossible. You mean you won't let us through because of some stupid uh, stamp? Shit. Rules. We can work it out, can't we? What a cunt! Keep your cool, don't get upset. I was cray critical last week of The Devil Hunter, but in truth, this that is a far more entertaining film with its kind of European wackiness and, and bug-eyed monsters in the uh, in the jungle than this. At the very least, you kind of get swept along by it. Um, you know, people call Cannibal Terror one of the worst cannibal movies ever made. I've not seen enough of them, apart from the ones on the list, really, to kind of, and you know, the odd, the odd one as well, the old Jess Franco one, to kind of turn around and say it just def- definitely is. I always kind of think there's always something a bit worse out there. You just got to keep on looking, but um, it does really struggle with not really following any of the rules of a cannibal movie until, you know, the gut munching at the end and instead kind of focusing on being a you know, kidnapped girl, crying. Obviously, you know, there are, in that sense, kind of um, similarities between The Devil Hunter and this. But at least Franco knew that, you know, if you're going to kidnap somebody... <laughs> Since this is going to sound really cynical, but if you're going to kidnap somebody and do that kind of storyline, you know, you know, get, get some people naked to keep 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 the uh, keep the interest going. The film was released on video by uh, Modern Films in October 1981. It was banned as a video nasty in July '83. Now this was almost entirely probably down to the title and um, and cover more than any of its content. 
It was removed from the DPP list in September 1985 which, after it struggled so long to get a conviction. Mainly, I'm sure, because when you actually show the public, you know, the jury, the content, uh, the idea that, you know, the, it, would, it would struggle, that it would be uh, something that you could prosecute, I think it's fair to say. Anyway, it, um, it was uh, um, passed on cut in uh, 2003 uh, and was released in a, a rather ugly version back then um, which was you know, literally designed to kind of draw up interest cover its video nasty status it got a very nice release from uh, Severin uh, back in uh, 2008 uh, notable for the fact that it includes a scene <laughs> Where it's got um, it's you know they've really looked after it, and there's the trailer, and you know it's a wet, it's a good transfer of a of a creaky print. Then it's got a scene with uh, when Pamela Stanford, uh, when I was talking about when I was talking before about she was kind of dancing, um, in the party, you know, straight after just being like, you know, basically being at rapes and kind of being very distraught. She goes from that straight to being part to party move in the. Uh, in the in the in the t- t- deleted clip, she takes her clothes off while she's dancing as well. So it's even more salacious, like just unbelievable behaviour. Um, so search that out, kids, if you've never seen that. Um, I think you know the thing about that is it does kind of give you a you know a, a good reminder exactly how daft some of this stuff really is. It, you know. Let's not uh, let's not worry too much about that. I think if you're my, my feeling on it is if you're if you're a lover of this kind of strange, uh, quite slow. It's not cool enough to be Eurocrime, but um, you know, if you if you like bad movies, there are enough elements in here to kind of have a little giggle behind your hand, and that it's uh, it's not. Unentertaining from that point of view, but you could never turn around and say it's a particularly well made movie. Right, well, thanks, um, thanks for everybody for being in touch. Um, thank you to, um, well, thanks to at Three Six Horror, who we had a little chat on Twitter last night, and um, he was talking about, well, we were talking about all sorts of stuff, really. Um, he mentioned um, De Profundus 
by Cozy, um, mainly as as a, a kind of um, I think I mentioned. I don't know if I mentioned it in contamination or not, but um, Deeper Fundus was as a um, was like an unofficial three uh, tiers trilogy, three uh, mothers trilogy, uh, like closer, well, closer, but one of the in that in that world anyway, and it was. Um, Although not as good, possibly, as, you know, Suspiria Inferno, which is why we see be chatting about that. Uh, obviously, you know, from the, from the nasty from Inferno. But uh, also, um, but probably better, or possibly better, than Mother of Tears, which is um, Argento's proper closer to it, which was, you know, made a lot later than the other two and, and in, in, a, in his period when, he, you know, he's not been as good as he has been. Um, and he was saying, you know, it's, it's worth a look. Um, you know, it, it at least is interesting, and um, and obviously, you know, there is a um, a link to the nasties from that because Cozy directed uh, Contamination, and you know, he says it's not perfect, but you know, that is what it is. It's also fair to point out though that uh, Peter Schmidt, which is at R, well, uh, Raskolnik, so it's R A S K O L N I K two, saw our little chat. And did mention that um, he thought that uh, Deep Profundus was not particularly a good film. <laughs> he put it in stronger words. Well, not stronger words, but he put stronger words than that as well. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, you know, uh, I think any recommendation has to be crowded. But uh, I think you know, it's a fair point from from Three Six Five Horror that you know it probably is better than. Uh, Mother of Tears, and everyone watched that. So, um, you know, certainly worth maybe hunting out for the for, for completeness' sake, if nothing else. Also, he mentioned the fact that he, he also called me. Well, not called me up, but he said it was interesting. I said that phenomena was um, Argento's. You know, he hadn't done anything good since then, and then he pointed out obviously Opera, which came to, came out two years later. I mean, I, I do like Opera, so I think that's probably you know he's right. Uh, I think. I, I just don't think it was really clear, really, that, that you know, by the mid-80s, Argento's powers were not what they were. I think that's what I meant, and, you know, he is right. I mean, opera's not my favourite, but it is a, uh, it is a, a far stronger than the stuff that came after it. I think that's fair to say. So thanks for that. If you want to read any of his musings, it's at 365horror.co.uk. You might say, uh, I've, I've spoken about this, him before, it's a guy called Jeff Woodbridge who's at Lucas1138, so it's uh, worth a look. Also I had another email from uh, Wolf, um, he says, Hi guys, don't know whether teaser free for the new Lovecraft adaptation makes me even more interested or worried instead. If you remember rightly, a while ago he sent us a, a very interesting looking uh, teaser uh, for the film, um, very moody and atmospheric. Uh, the gore effect seems okay, but the CJ obviously needs more post-production. Uh, I don't know how far the guys really are, are with their project. Paul interviewed them for Yog Radio, number 49, so maybe we'll, they'll post more about uh, Day Tramland, which is uh, the Dreamlands in English, um, at the Yogi Sloughs forums anyway. Um, I'll put a link on the website to the page, the blog page with it on. Um, yeah, he's right, the uh, CG is not looking great at the moment. Uh, I wouldn't have put out in that state. Um, so we'll see. But you know, effects aren't everything. And um, if you know, if there's, if it, if it could still be done, then uh, hopefully it will be it'll be done well. 
Thanks very much for that, Wolf. Good for the update. Uh, to be honest with you, it was a film that wasn't on my radar, so I'm, uh, I'm glad you, uh, you you showed it to me. If you want to get in touch, please do. My uh, email address is videonastypodcast at gmail.com. My, uh, the website is videonastypodcast.com. And my Twitter, which is at orange underscore monkey. Next week, we've got a cult classic uh, 1981 horror film, Dead and Buried. So, until next week, Take care, and I'll speak to you soon. Goodbye. I have never seen a video nasty. I wouldn't. I have far too much. How how can you judge on a video nasty? You've never seen one. I actually don't need to see visually what I know is in that film. When you stroke it, it goes, no, no.